around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are delighted to have you join us and just sit down maybe with a cup of coffee, or if you're driving in the car, just sit back and relax, and we'll preach to you. (laughs) We'll talk to you. You know, the Bible says we are to, this kind of sounds a little heavy, but it says we are to warn and admonish and encourage one another daily for because the days are dark. The world is dark, but we're the light. We're the ones that can shine the light out to the world and give them the good news. So as you're driving down the highway, maybe put a smile on your face. And if you're sitting around your kitchen table with a cup of coffee, we're just going to chat today on the good things and the blessing of God. We always want to remind you that you can uh, find us at terrymize.com. And the the website, everything is there for you to look at. Uh, you can order products. You can find partner information for Terry Mize Ministries, then Terry's newsletter that he puts up every single month, a brand new letter just for you. And a lot of times it's it's really focused on where we are, what's happening in the world, and all of the things that are surrounding us that we're having to deal with, maybe uh, corporately as a nation or individually in your own life. And sometimes it just hits the nail on the head in areas of, that have to do with how we need to pray about this nation. Then there's podcasts are all archived there. Over a year now, we've been having uh, podcasts brand new put up every week for you. And so they're all there archived. And as we say so many times, free for nothing. And you can put yourself through Bible school through so many good things that we have there for you. Then our calendar of where we're preaching and the churches, our schedule of everything we're going to be doing. And then uh, also we're on Facebook. And also we give you a monthly offer sometimes that if you'll just write in, call in, we'll send it out to you as our gift. Well, let's get to the Word of God right now, darling. Thank you, uh, all of you that are here listening. And Terry and I are just going to share with you today what God has for you. Amen. Thanks, Renee. You know, we just got home last night about uh, 1 o'clock uh, this morning, <laughs> yes, I guess, from a true. from a two-week uh, trip to the two East Coast, a, yeah. two and a half weeks. Right. And, of course, we had just come back from the West Coast uh, a couple of days before we left to go to the East Coast. For two weeks. But yeah, for we two, weeks. two weeks, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but on this trip we just did to the, to the East Coast, we started off uh, in uh, Indianapolis in Indiana and ministering for Pastor Chris Holland. And uh, had great services there. Then yes, we went right on over folks. to Ohio, to uh, Eaton, Ohio, which is just outside of Dayton, and uh, ministered at their annual missions convention. And you know, Pastor Ken Harbaum and Angel, uh, they've been doing this missions conference uh, for a, a lot of years. But uh, sure. that church has been doing the missions conference for for years before Ken got there. Right. In fact, Ken was raised in that church, yes. and they were doing missions conferences That's there when, when he was a little boy. And of course, my dear friend uh, Wayne Myers and my mentor and my father in the in, in the faith and spiritual father uh, used to preach there. Of course, Wayne's ninety five now, living in Mexico City, and going strong mm-hmm. preaching. And uh, uh, he used to preach at that missions conference back when Ken Harbaum, the current pastor, uh, was just a boy. And then at that missions mm-hmm. conference, when he was just I think thirteen years old, somebody came to him and said. And said, Ken, I know you're really interested in missions, and and you 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 like missionaries and miracles and all that kind of stuff. So here's a couple of tapes I thought you'd enjoy, and they gave him two of my tapes, old old cassette <laughs> I think that's tape, such a marvelous uh, story. on missions and on miracles. Right, and it right. so affected Ken's life that he uh, and other things affected him as well. But those two sure. tapes so affected him that uh, he went into missions, 
and uh, still to this day does mission trips, does a lot of stuff in Kenya That's right. That's and right. uh, other places as well. Plus, he's the uh, the missions uh, director mm-hmm. of a ministerial organization, a really old ministerial organization that was going on back when I was a kid called the Full Gospel Fellowship yes, of Ministers. Yes, yes. And Ken's the missions director of that. Uh, and then <laughs> and then he guy. started pastoring the very church that he was raised in. So he's he just it's, continued the missions conferences. Right. And right. I've done them for him now in numbers of times. And I think you've been with me uh, the last two years yes. uh, the, on the missions conference. It's just, they're just, they're like uh, old, good, uh, just right missions conferences that, right. that churches used to have. Hardly any churches have them anymore. And, and the churches so. that do have them, so many of them don't do them right. And, may, and of course, right. they don't know how to do them right. They don't know no, how to. That's right. You know, I, I think it's funny in the church that uh, we just assume we know whatever we're doing is right, and so we we don't go bother to ask somebody else. But you know, um, if if they'd come ask a missionary or come ask them people that have done missions right. conferences, they could they could uh, beef their conference up. But Ken Ken does his just right, and uh, the church there in in, in Eaton. Uh, does a great job. They bring in all these missionaries, precious missionaries. We we know them personally. You know, we know the ones that are on, in the Amazon jungle. Uh, oh you know, goodness, eating, yes. eating root that uh, you go you go into those tribes and and uh, before you eat your root, the, the ladies of the tribe take the root. Uh, and they chew it and chew it and chew it and spit in the cup and chew it and spit in the cup and chew it and spit in the cup and then finally you eat it and drink all the spit. And uh, so we uh, uh, we know missionaries that live yeah. there on the Amazon and uh, do that. You're going to pass on the spit cup. And and then other missionaries and you know one young couple. Uh, 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 Jerry and uh, uh, Rachel. Rachel Witt. Yes. Uh, you knew their grandparents. You knew yes, you knew Jerry's yes. uh, grandparents. Uh, yes. Frank and uh, uh, Warren. Uh, uh, Frank and Nola, wasn't it? Frank, Frank and, Nola and Nola Warren. Warren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back, they were missionaries. That Brother Osteen used right. to support out of Lakewood Church. So uh, it's kind of homecoming week for us. Well, we we just uh, enjoy seeing the you know the missionaries, and of course, there's a lot of foreign. Uh, pastors there, national right. pastors. And one thing I've tried to teach the church, Renee, about missions, as you know, for many, many years, because you and Dean pastored and you supported us in right. missions. I talked to you all about missions. And, and then you was raised in a great missions church in Shreveport. And Dean was raised in Lakewood Church. And Brother Osteen was missions-minded. Yeah, premier uh, missions extreme, church. <laughs> extremely missions-minded. Right. Uh, but one thing that that uh, the church doesn't understand in America and pastors don't understand in America is they, they will bring a, a, a foreigner, meaning someone not from the States, uh, to the states, uh, and they'll they'll mistakenly call them and support them and think of them as a missionary right. to their own country. Like maybe they'll bring a Kenyan from Kenya and say, "Well, he's a missionary in Kenya." They'll bring an Indian from India and say, "Well, he's a missionary to India." Or they'll bring a Nigerian from Nigeria and say, "Well, he's a missionary in Nigeria." Right. And I've told these pastors for all these years and just opened their eyes and and got them to understand that that uh, you're not a missionary in the country that you're born in. Now, exactly. if they're a Nigerian and they're in the ministry, they're probably a pastor. So they're not a they're not a missionary to Nigeria. They're a Nigerian pastor, Correct. or an Indian pastor in India, Correct. or a Kenyan pastor in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And and so God has these offices: the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And so those those what I call foreign nationals, right. uh, those nationals are missionaries to their country. It's just like, I'm an American. I was born in Texas. Well, I'm not a missionary to Texas. I'm not a missionary to the United States. I preach in the United States a lot, but I I don't do it as a missionary. I preach in the United States as an apostle and as an evangelist, uh, you know, as a teacher, as a minister of the gospel. But I never call myself a a missionary to America or a missionary to Texas or a missionary to Oklahoma. And and we try to get these churches to understand that that bringing an Indian from India Mm. and saying he's a a missionary to India, that's just not true. He's 
a pastor right. or he's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, whatever he is, whatever right. God's called him to be, that's what he is in his nation. And, uh, and he's worthy of support in that nation. Yeah, and so what right. I do in my missions, in my missions right. training, uh, all these years and years and years, I go into another country and I bring pastors together. And in really desperate countries and third world countries and countries where the pastors can't afford it, I pay their all their expenses. That's I'll right. put them in a hotel. Right. Uh, I'll feed them three meals a day. Uh, I'll provide their transportation or sometimes just their transportation one way. And I'll say, you get to me and I'll get you back. Right. Uh, if you get to me and show me a bus ticket, I'll get you a bus ticket back. If you get to me and show me a train ticket, I'll get you a train ticket back. Uh, you do something, I'll do something. Right. And so I bring them in and I train them and teach them the word of faith. And all of those principles about the word of faith, including giving and tithing. And I tell those pastors, look, America is not your source. God is your source. And this Bible is not a Western gospel. It's an Eastern gospel. It didn't come out of Tulsa. It didn't come out of Springfield. It didn't come out of the United States. It came out of Israel. And when Jesus comes back again, he's not coming to Tulsa or Dallas or Springfield. Mm -hmm. He's coming to Israel. He's going to put one foot on this mountain, one foot on this mountain, and you better buckle up and saddle up and let's go. Uh, but uh, uh, I train those missionaries, those those foreign pastors, those national pastors, that America is not your source, that faith works for you here in Nigeria, in India, in uh, the islands of the sea, wherever. You know, you know tomorrow we're leaving for Samoa. We'll be in the yes. islands of the sea in the South Pacific ministering to Samoan ministers. And uh, we'll teach them America's not your source. America's not no, your God. Right. You that's take right. faith, faith in the word, in the Bible, and Jesus will do for you the same thing he's done for me. We have to believe God for our support. You believe God for your support. And many American pastors have said to me over the years, well, I'm supporting this this national missionary. I said, well, that's really not even a right term. There's not a national missionary. Uh, you're supporting national pastors, pastors. Uh, out of their own country. But I said, let me ask you a question, pastor here in the States. Let me ask you a question. Who who supports you? Right. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, well, do you ever get a check from India? Do you get a check from Nigeria? Do you get a check from Ghana? Do you get a check from, uh, oh. you know, from uh, Togo? Do you get a check from Tonga? Do you get a check from the Congo? Do you get a check right. from uh, Pakistan? I mean, you know, and they said, well, no. And I said, well, who supports you? And they said, well, our, my church people do. I said, well, bingo. That's who, that's who should support those pastors in those other right. nations. They have got to teach their people to tithe, which none, most of them never do. Right. Most pastors never sadly, teach it. And you've got so. to teach them to give because the only way those people can reap a harvest is right. if they sow a seed. And so you're robbing them from reaping a harvest when you don't teach them to plant a seed. And so you're looking to America to be your sugar daddy. You're looking right. to America to be your support. You're looking to America yeah. to give your help. And really, your help shouldn't come from America. It should no, come, right. uh, not money-wise anyway. You know, we take the gospel to them and take the word to them. But money-wise, pastor, in, in another country, you should be supported by your people. They should learn to tithe. They should That's learn right. to give. And if you teach them right, their finances will That's increase right. and increase That's and increase right. and That's increase. Right. And then they're able to support you well. So anyway, well, that's yeah. what we were dealing with with some of these things in the missions conference there at Ken Harbaugh. I just had a great time, marvelous well, it, it time, really fun was. time. So and many it's of a those real people are from fun thing for me and you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, you and Mark Barkley taught and uh, the, the missionaries there. In fact, Ken requested that you teach, uh, just continue to hammer in on on lit on um authority and spiritual authority 
of, of taking charge. Right. And, you know, if people are not taught and, and missionaries are not taught, you and I have talked that if we ever had a Bible school, <laughs> we'd teach faith and prayer and missions and well, keep it real absolutely. simple. Because if you're going to learn faith, you're going to have to learn how to pray from the Word of God. And if you're going to learn prayer, you're going to have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. And then you're going to have to have a purpose, and that's missions. You know, years ago, a couple, a, a, a couple, a husband and wife, uh, were here in Tulsa uh, going to Ramah. And their heart was to go to Kenya and be missionaries. Right. And so they came over to, to my house to see me and Jackie, and they said, Brother Terry, would you talk to us about missions and talk to us, give us some advice? You're a veteran missionary and, and, and tell us you know, what to do and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- I said, well, sure. I said, uh, the number one thing I want to tell you is that uh, you're going to have to learn faith. Right. And they said, oh, well, that's fine. We're going to Ramah. Uh, we're learning faith. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you're going to have to learn right. faith. You're going to have to absolutely live by faith. And I said, now, here's the deal. God requires it. God requires that you live by faith. And I said, and if you don't learn to do it here, then uh-huh. you're going to have to learn to do it there. Yeah, and it's a whole lot better to learn to do it here, here. where people are here and love you <laughs> than to go over there where right. nobody knows you. Right. And uh, they said, oh, no, no, we got that covered. We got that covered, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, they didn't understand what I was saying. They just thought, you know, go to Bible school and wave a magic wand and yeah. rub the Bible and you get a genie, right. get three wishes, and everything's going to be okay. Well, but but they, they weren't learning. How, they were learning the ideas of faith, the yeah, concepts of faith, the precepts of faith, but they didn't. They weren't putting any of it together and weren't, weren't living right. by faith. Right. So I said, either you learn it here or you learn it there they said okay thank you never mind they left and uh, they went to kenya failed miserably came home in less than a year and said brother terry we're beat up you know that was terrible that was awful and you're right we didn't have a clue how to live by faith we didn't learn to live by faith Mm -hmm. and we don't have a clue how to do it and so we came home and i told them before they left i said you know let me tell you another piece of advice this is important for the missionary to learn when to come home from the field as it is for them to go to the field. You need to know when to come home. And so they did came home and reconnoitered and got their lives together and got faith under their belt and took off and, and praise the Lord. (laughs) Well, there's, there's, you can't emphasize too much teaching and training, uh, as you've done through the years to leaders on learning faith. And it's just the word of faith out of Romans chapter 10. I know I went to Bible school, worked my way through back in the sixties and, and uh, that's all I did was go to Bible school every single morning for five solid days. And there's still uh, the application of faith. My goodness, all the history and all of the learning and, and everything that, that we, the information that we gathered class after class, a special speaker in chapel after special speaker. But there's nothing like going out and practicing and saying in your heart, you're not going to tell anybody your needs. You're not going to act like a beggar. You're not going to complain. You're not going to act like, you know, poor old me. I don't have any money. I, all the other students have money and I don't have any. No, you have to hold your head up and not mention it and act like God's on the throne as he is, that he is Lord of all and he is Jehovah Jireh who will provide and there ain't your no God needs. Like Jehovah. There is no God like our Jehovah and he will provide every single need. And I didn't know that when I got out of Bible college, neither did anybody else from what I can tell. Well, back then churches taught you you have to be poor and you have to suffer. Especially if you're a missionary, you got to be really poor and really suffer. the mission field. And the the deal now, (laughs) you know, as you said, so many people go out with zeal and Mm -hmm. passion and faithfulness and they have the call, they have a commitment, but they lack 
the training and the teaching, especially on the tithing and the giving oh, side. Absolutely. Well, and it's on the critical. Healing. Yeah, it's, it's, critical. it's tithing, it's giving, it's money management. Then it's there's healing, there's wisdom, there's all of these things that God's preparing a man or woman of God to walk in a path where the blessing of God is and where they can actually put to work the things you teach on authority. If I don't have feel like I have authority in my own life and things are just helter-skelter out there and the unknowns are overwhelming me, then how am I going to believe God for anything? No, how am right. I going to have the confidence to trust God that he'll take care of me, regardless of anybody else? If I'm out there all by myself and nobody knows me, to, like you and Jackie said you went to Mexico and oh, nobody sure. had your phone number, email, cell phone, No, we, we didn't have a mailing list, didn't have anybody to write to, nobody to knew our to. name. And, and nobody trust, to depend on but poor right, old poor God, old and God. poor old God wasn't so poor after and all. And that's Thank where God. people have to become so that they don't have to have uh, some pitiful story or a title that makes them feel like that they are um, in need and they're going to be the the one person that everybody give to me because I don't have mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I can't be the victim even in my concept of faith. Right. Right, absolutely. Well, anyway, we had a good trip. We left Ken's. We left that marvelous missions conference and uh, went to uh, over into Virginia yes. and ministered for partners of ours, Kevin and Melinda Gartsky, and and then we uh, left there and went down to to Williamsburg, and then up to uh, just outside of Washington D.C. to Woodbridge, Virginia, where where Kenneth Copeland, our dear friend, uh, for all these many many years, I've known Kenneth since I, for uh, oh forty five years, I suppose. And uh, he has a meeting every year in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is just outside of Washington, D.C., and it's always around Veterans Day. And so we were there for three wonderful days and, and heard the Word of God, and it was just right, marvelous. And saw lots meeting. of friends, lots of partners, lots of friends. Uh, people came up to us and said, oh, Brother Terry, we partner with you. Or Brother Terry Renee, we <laughs> no, listen we to your podcast. We got partners. And, it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, and, and that was fun. There and were about 3,200 people in that beautiful facility. Oh, and they, yeah. Next year will be their 20th year. Next year will be 20 years. They've been 50 years in ministry, but next year will be 20, 20 years year in that in facility. That beautiful uh, facility. That beautiful facility there in Woodbridge. And I like it because Kenneth and Gloria are the speakers. Yeah, they're the You know, you go to a lot of uh, Brother Copeland's uh conferences and he'll have lots of other speakers great right. speakers you know jerry savelle creffle dollar right. you know uh, just just tremendous people uh but i like the ones where it's just kenneth and gloria yeah. and that, that way i can just get three days i can just walk in get preached right, to by right. kenneth and gloria and then walk out and i'm done and I, i'm not having to sit through a whole week schedule of, of different speakers right. so i and like that wonderful. convention and i try to go to that one every tremendous year i love that atmosphere meeting. of worship with the music and oh the everybody. music was just out of sight this year yeah. just tremendous and of course those are archived you can go to kcm.org uh, yes. and and go back and watch them they were they were tremendous and uh, well, uh and then we left their prayer and healing school our parents healing school excuse me was on saturday and, and brother copeland actually taught it himself this time and uh, usually gloria does that but he taught it this year and uh, that was just tremendous a lot of healings a lot of miracles and then we left there the next morning or of course we finished up late at night saturday night right. you know kenneth he has the same schedule he had back in the 70s right. it's just all day long <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I don't remember eating that much fast food in three days. Nah, <laughs> we had, had to eat had fast, to eat fast. <laughs> and sleep fast. That's exactly right. And uh, <laughs> so Sunday morning, then we drove over to Front Royal, Virginia, yes. to some uh, brand new friends of ours. They've been friends and partners for a year, right. Carlton and L.V. Uh, Rogers, Rogers at uh, Dynamic Faith Ministries in, in uh, Front Royal. And just it was just a blessing. They had a they great had, Veterans Day presentation. Yes. They honored the veterans so Tremendous. Of course, I am a veteran, we and I, right. I, I love the the flag and the national anthem and the Pledge right. of Allegiance, and I love the veterans. And 
And, of course, when I was a veteran, they didn't, America didn't treat us very well. No. And uh, they called us baby killers, and they called us a lot of nasty names, and, and uh, they'd spit on us. Now, nobody ever spit on me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd walk through an airport, or I'd walk somewhere th- with my uniform on, and sometimes I'd hear the nasty comments under somebody's breath. But nobody ever got in my face, and nobody ever spit on me. And I don't know if I'd have turned the other cheek or if I'd just busted them and decked them right there in the airport. But uh, <laughs> that never happened, so I never had to make Thank the God. choice. But Thank uh, God. Uh, but it's such an honor to to honor the veterans and to see churches honor the veterans. And so they were just put on a great presentation. And then, of course, you and I took off out of there because we were driving. Uh, so right. we had to drive from Wood, from Front Royal, Virginia to Tulsa. 17 and, hours. Uh, so we left there Sunday afternoon and got in here last night at about right. 1 a.m. this morning. And the reason being is because we're catching a plane in the morning for New Zealand and Samoa. For another two weeks. We're going to be home one day this month. One day the, the whole month of November whole month we're, of we're November. home. So. And we're spending our time with you today. And we'll miss glad? Thanksgiving. You know, we'll miss Thanksgiving with the kids and the grandkids because we're going right. to be ministering the we're Word of God. We're going to be over there. And that's the whole point of missions is shine the light where the light's dim. You're just right. talking when you started the broadcast about the glorious light of the gospel. And yes. That's the church's job, to shine the glorious light of the gospel to the nation. Shine the light where the light's dim and name the name of Jesus where it's not been named. Oh yeah, that's a great old song. Every mission church ought to sing that. When just when you were up there preaching Sunday this past Sunday morning and and uh, Carlton Rogers Church, LV them um there was that's such a godly atmosphere in that church and and you were just, you know, teaching on the these wonderful truths of of these good things that we're talking about here today and it just was such a blessing to hear that talking about the gospel and and the word going out that it just we're in a, we're in a generation that is unchurched and fatherless absolutely and they've got to hear the word and you know something else and you that's and wrong, I shine that light that, it's a problem in the church today and you and I've talked about this many times is is uh, all of a sudden these last number of years we've had churches that people are calling uh, seeker sensitive. Right, uh, which usually there's not hardly any word at all, and the people are you know don't have a clue what the Bible says. They're just kind of going to a class and leaving and thinking they went to church. Uh, but you and I were talking about that. We believe with all of our heart, and this may rub some people the wrong way, but you know what, Brother Osteen, John Osteen used to always say. He said, you know, if if you're rubbing the cat's fur the wrong way, right. Let the cat turn around. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. He Let the said. cat turn, turn around. around. We're not gonna we're not gonna change for you. Right. God said, I'm the Lord. I change not. When, you know, you don't like the way I'm rubbing you. Turn around. You'll like right, it. Right. But anyway, uh, that well, you and I have talked this, that, that same demon, and I believe it's a demon it's spirit. It's the same demon. That same, same demon spirit. that sold the church seeker sensitive. That's right. Is the same demon that has sold America political correctness. That's right. They're a kindred spirit. They're a, they're yeah. twin brothers, twin demons that told the church that you have to be seeker sensitive and told the America you have to be politically correct. Yeah. And, and since that time, we've watched the church decline and we've watched America decline. And, and I tell you, I'm fed up exactly, with it. I'm tired of it. As far no, as I'm concerned, it's over. I'm done. <laughs> we're not doing it anymore. What it does, you, you know, know. If you, you want to come to God and get rubbed the right way, then you turn around and come on. That's right. And you put this in your letter, too. And we've just talked about it till it's just like a beating drum that's gotten louder and louder with us is that. What that does, everybody, is that it takes the ability and the and the enthusiasm and the motivation for you to speak truth, to say the word of God, to pray the word. Exactly. You've talked about a moment of silence and all of these oh, different yeah. things. Under the and last presidential uh, uh, administration with President Obama, they they sold America this goods of don't pray, right? But have a moment of silence. 
Right. Well, a moment of silence is never going to help anybody. No, and hell likes that. Hell yeah. would rather you be silent than say anything, like chaplains in but, the military. Because God said in Isaiah cannot, fifty-seven nineteen, He said, yeah. "I create the fruit of the, the lips." Of the so lips. whatever you speak, I'm going to create. So the devil thought this That's thing right. up of, "Okay, don't talk." Let's well, just have a moment of silence. And what we found out, too, is that military chaplains are not even allowed to say the name of Jesus. No, under nor the Obama administration, they were not allowed to pray desk. in the name of Jesus, and they were not allowed to have a Bible on their desk. But that has changed, by the way, under yes. Mr. Trump. And you and I, that's why you and I, the, the church, and I don't, and, you know, we're right, I don't you care if we're talking to, have I don't to care speak. if people are Democrats or Republicans. No Christian would appreciate the fact that a chaplain can't pray in the name of Jesus. <laughs> right. And no Christian would <laughs> right. like the fact right. that a chaplain can't have a Bible on his yeah, desk. Yeah, or a Catholic can't have a ro- cross at the end of their rosary or anything at all that has to do with the, the word. I just wanted to read these two scriptures and then carry on there. But it says in Second Corinthians two fourteen and 15, it says, but thanks be to God be who to God. always causes us to triumph and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God. For we are the sweet fragrance of Christ. Every time we show up, it's going to smell better. Exhales It exhales unto God and among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. In other words, the saved and the unsaved. When we show up, the light, the fragrance, yeah, the, the light goodness. Comes, and then it talks the about here, all, if you go on down and read there in Second Corinthians chapter 2, that it just that God intends that when you get there, the light gets there. The aroma of the fragrance of God shows up, and all of that comes out of us to the into the faces and hearts and minds. Our presence and our words is supposed to make a difference in the room. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, listen, we've gone for twenty five minutes here, and that's and right. We got to go. Going to have to quit. But I, I, let me. <laughs> I, I got so excited just about just about the trip we just took, and yes, then tomorrow it was we're leaving for very fruitful for Samoa and for New Zealand. That's right. And we're going to be preaching on both of the in both of those nations. Like right. I said, through through the Thanksgiving holidays and and uh, uh, get back the last day of uh, uh, November. But I wanted to say this, Renee. You know, every year at Christmas time, we uh, uh, take up a, a special offering, and we never make a push for it. And I'm not going to make a push for it today. Uh, in fact, all I've ever done for about the last five years, I guess, uh, I've just texted a handful of personal friends, pastors, their personal friends, uh, and just said, "Hey, we're receiving a, a Christmas off Christmas gifts for our." orphans and and uh, there's 12 different homes in five different nations and uh, several hundred kids uh and uh if you just take up an offering just uh, of one dollar per person i know people get stretched at christmas time so you don't have to make a big push make a big deal but i just say in this text if you'll just take a, just ask your people everybody give a dollar right then a church of 100 people would send a hundred dollars right. without hurting anybody That's uh right. and so the last several years those pastors have done that and it's just been such a blessing that we've been able to give tens of thousands that's of dollars right. at that's Christmas right. time when orphans are forgotten many times, even though Jesus no, is right. the reason for the season. Many times the church and missions, missionaries and orphans get orphans forgotten at that time. Uh, and so we don't forget them. We just make an extra push to get money to them. Uh, and, and there's there's 12 homes we've been helping. Right. Uh, some of them are just ours all by ourselves. Others, uh, we don't have any authority at all. They're just government run. We just bless them. And others, I have a little bit of input and, and advice. And some I have my finger pretty deep in the pie, and they'll listen to what I tell them to do. And then some are just ours, and they, we do whatever we say. Uh, but anyway, 12 different homes in five different nations, several hundred kids, uh, as well as staff. So when we have enough money, we send staff Christmas money as well. Right. But anyway, um, but that's been so sweet the last about five years I've been doing that with the text to just a handful of pastors, just yeah. friends of mine. 
and they've done really, really well. And, and some of them are really excited about it. I've right. already had a couple ask me, hey, are y'all right. doing Christmas Orphan this, again right. this year? Uh, but then you know, last year, we sat right here at this broadcast table, and we made it available to the partners. And the partners started sending money for <laughs> a Christmas, uh, Orphans right. at Christmas. Now, we don't want you to rob Peter to pay Paul. We don't want you to keep away from your church so, so to send money to orphans or keep away from what you're uh, sending us as our partners to to send orphans because you know we we that, that doesn't help when you take it right. from one fund to put it in another fund. But if you want to send offerings this this uh, this month and and part of December so we can get it on to them right. uh, for Christmas, then uh, you can just send money here to the ministry either to, either electronically. So many people of our many of our partners give electronically these days, or you can send it by you know by the U.S. mail. Uh, to, to and, our and just make your checks or, or however to Terry Mize Ministries, but then and mark then just on put there in the memo, whether it's Christmas, Christmas for orphans for orphans, and uh, and we'll see to it that every dime, not ninety percent, not eighty percent, not not seventy percent, but one hundred percent of what people send that's designated for orphans for Christmas will go to those places, and uh, and then we'll give uh, whatever we have. We'll take the whole amount and split the pie up and send it out to the places you that's know if, right. if not very much came in with we'd send a smaller amount if a whole bunch comes in we'll send a bigger amount that's right and uh, one year i know i told this to you last year and some people got real thought it was real funny got excited about it but i had one of our uh, orphanages in haiti one of our uh, directors over there said uh, brother terry said can we use this christmas money to buy goats for the kids and i said no you can't buy goats for the kids it's christmas time they won't they want christmas presents. said no no brother terry they won't you don't understand they won't they want goats i said no i do understand they don't want goats i said i was a kid i've got kids i've got grandkids nobody's ever wanted a goat you know they want toys and dolls and bicycles and baseball bats and you know they they want to and they said no brother terry you don't understand so we were orphans we were raised as orphans we had a goat and we were able to take care of it and raise it and milk it. And uh, then they'd have babies and we'd have more goats. And we could sell them and make money. And that's what these kids want are goats for Christmas. Yeah. And I said, well, if you're telling me the truth, if they really want goats for Christmas, that's going to make those little kids happy, then you go ahead and use this gift as a, you know, for goats. So some of your money, partners, I'm talking to you, some of your money went to buy goats for Christmas for kids, for orphans. Uh, and believe it or not, that's exactly what they wanted. But anyway, if you want to get involved in that, uh, you know, and you can send your normal offerings to us. Our, your partner offering does help us do missions and help us go to these places and preach and and or you can and you can also give uh to christmas orphans you don't have to send a lot if you put a whole lot of it together it'll be a whole lot and uh but just remember that that uh we do try to do this and we don't try we do it at christmas time to send money to these uh to these various and sundry kids and missionary kids and if there's enough left over to the to the staff because the staff have kids too that's right well jesus loves the little children of the world and uh everything that we try to do it at christmas time for them reflects out of uh representation of the gospel and so we want to be diligent and faithful to do that so we're so grateful for those of you that help us here in the last several years and thank you again for listening today it's just really been wonderful to have you join us and we're very very thankful for the opportunity that you give us to speak to your life and heart and help you in any way that we possibly can. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please call our office here in Tulsa. You can go on the website at terrymize.com and find just a plethora of information there. Terry's current newsletter is there, our schedule of a ministry where we're going and what's going to uh, be coming in the next few weeks. And then any prayer requests that, that you have, be sure and call our office. And we'll be glad to pray for you and minister and believe God with you for a great testimony when you call next time. 
Well, God yeah, bless let, you. Let me say this mm-hmm. because some of the some of the people are our age and somewhere close to our age, so they may not be real uh, technologically savvy, and they may still be given by check and still given by by U.S. Postal Service, which is great. I like that myself. But uh, our 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 P.O. box, our, if you're going to send a check in the mail, the P.O. box is P.O. box three five zero four four. That's three five zero four four. Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the zip is 74153, 74153. Uh, If you're trying to call the office, want to call the office, it's area code 918-392-9930. And uh, you can talk to Hannah or talk to Michael, either one, and let them know what's going on or what you want done. And uh, we just, uh, we appreciate you. And, of course, all you tech-savvy people can just do what Renee said. You can go to (laughs) terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org. And you can give through electronic giving on your credit card or debit card or whatever whatever you want to do. And just let us know what you want us to do with it. Yes, we live in a generation that we are without excuse with all the avenues of communication and giving and everything that is available to us. God bless you all. Have a marvelous yeah, pray week. Pray for us while we're in New pray Zealand. Pray for us and, while, uh, yes, while we're Samoa. in Samoa and New Zealand. And we're believing, God, with you that the word that we shared with you today is going to bear much fruit, like Isaiah 55 says, down in your own heart and life. Well, look forward to seeing you next time on Terry Mize Ministry Podcast. Goodbye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions Podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.